times. I bless the Lord. I too will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Good morning, wise who wore. Happy Monday, happy Monday, blessings to you all. I pray that you all had an amazing weekend and that you got up and got out and that you gave your best on yesterday to the Father. So um, I'm excited about today. I texted T last night and I'm like, do you have any PlayStation learnings? <laughs> and um, I think I said something else too, but it was PlayStation and or lived experiences because what I've come to realize is the best motivation for another individual is what I've lived through. It's my lived experience that um, are able to lend a hand. It's my lived experiences that are my testimonies of what God has done, what he's doing, and what he shall do. It's my lived experience that allow me to tell of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. So in my text to her last night, I literally asked her um, any PlayStation or other learnings. And she said, you know it. Um, so don't, don't discount your moments wherever you are when you can clearly parallel or where you can clearly hear the Lord speaking to you through something as minute as playing a video game, standing in the grocery store line, watching um, uh, something uh, on the TV and, and God begins to minister to you. Um, don't discount it. Don't discount it. Because it's in those moments where God is trying to get your attention about something. It could be a warning. It could be a blessing. It could be a teaching. It could be anything. Um, but we'll dismiss it believing that that's not what it really is. So I just come by to encourage you this morning to pay attention because the Father is still speaking. The Father is still revealing. The Father is still doing. And you need to have an ear to hear. It's those God moments, Wanda, when God is saying, hey, hey. Does this look familiar to you? Hey, didn't we just have this discussion? 
last week and you're like, Lord, are you really? I'm sitting in church and I'm up past the floor, but I'm sitting in church last Sunday and the pastor is speaking. And I'm like, God, that sounds familiar. And it wasn't anything that I had said to him, but it sounded familiar. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday, God brought it full circle for me. And he was like, that's why it sounded familiar because you're directly connected to it. Um, so just be open to receive and hear from Abba Father. Um, yeah, that's good, Serena. Get your jam moments, Jesus alone moments. Um, for me, it's riding down Highway 4. <laughs> for those that live in the Bay Area. Um, worship music on, and I believe I am decreeing and declaring at the top of my lungs. Um, and I know the folks in the car next to me are like, what is wrong with her? But without further ado, um, T, let me pray, and then I'm going to relinquish the floor to you. Uh, Abba Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. God, we yield on this morning to you, to your spirit. God, we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. So God, use us on this day, the day that you have made, the day that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Use us for your will. Use us for your glory and honor on today, God. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts, let them be acceptable unto you, God. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We give you free will and free reign on this morning to do what you do. We just ask that you do it through us for we are yielded vessels ready, willing and able to be used by our father. Whatever you want us to say, God will say it. Wherever you want us to go, we'll go. And whatever you want us to do, we'll do. Now, Lord God, as Letitia comes to the mic to motivate your daughters in you and in the things of you, God, we're expecting you. We're expecting your presence. We're pulling on you this morning to break whatever needs to be broken, to sever whatever needs to be severed, to heal whatever needs to be healed, and to make whole whomever needs to be made whole. We love you and we honor you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As tea is coming, um, Darlene gave those of us that were at the um, the Win Wives Pray, We Win Encounter, Blessed Oil. Every morning, I have been anointing my feet. Because I have decided that wherever I go, I want to be led by God. I immediately anointed my husband's side of the bed initially under his pillowcase, laid hands on his clothing and on his articles. But then God has been reminding me to anoint my feet and my hands. So for those of you who were there and who have your oil, and Tiama put some in the in the mail to you. For those that weren't there but would like a bottle of um, blessed oil, um, send me your um, address and I will package it and get it to you. I'm encouraging you, though, to anoint your hands and your feet over the remainder of this year and as we move into the new year. Um, I don't want to take anything with me. And I don't want to go anywhere he doesn't want me to go. And I don't want to put my hands on anything he doesn't want me to put my hands on. And that's just where I am. I've asked him to even guard my mouth as I lay hands on my mouth so that I would not say the wrong thing. And I'm telling you, um, God only released me lately to say some things that needed to be said. But even in that, and T, I'm, I promise you I'm getting off. Even in that, it came with such peace and such confirmation uh, and clarity to the point where God was just like, I'm releasing you to say this, and then you're done. So, I know I didn't just share that for me. But I also know that I go through what I go through personally, in my marriage, in my family, um, as a learning, not just for me, but for others. So, in that sis, I relinquish the floor to you. Amen. Blessed. Thank you. Amen. Ladies, bless you. I pray everyone can hear me well. I had to switch to a different computer. So all the stuff started happening just this morning. I said, okay, Lord, you must be doing something because it's too much stuff happening. <laughs> so I'm on a different computer that shuts down for whatever reason out of nowhere. So if for any reason you don't see me, I'll be right back. I have multiple things ready. So I'm just like, Lord, speak your word, have your way. So I pray all is well. Good morning, ladies. I pray you can hear me all right because this computer is a little low. But anyhow, 
we're just going to press forward. So I come to share today a matter of perspective. It's funny to me, and I'll share why a little bit later, but um, just God has been doing certain things where I've had to keep my perspective focused his way and not according to what I think should be or seems to be okay. So every weekend there's been different things going on, even with the prayer, you know, I was in my mind ready to go. I hadn't signed up because I was like, okay, I'm kind of feeling something, Lord, like you're doing some things. So I had to be where family was on that day. This whole weekend, I had other plans. Same thing. Lord is like, I need you to be where family is. So I'm literally texting and sending messages like, hey, y'all, not going to make it here or there that I thought, you know, would be well to go. Not that any of those places were, you know, someplace I shouldn't have been. But he needed me to be where he wanted me to be. So rather than for a moment, I was like, well, God, you know, it's like the dance thing. So I'm, I have a dance school that I attend and it's they're having their 20 year celebration anniversary the whole weekend. Saturday, they had some things. Sunday, they had some things. So I planned to go for yesterday. And Lord was like, you already know I need you to be here. Amen. So rather than taking a mind of, well, God, you know, I, I planned this, I immediately shifted to like, okay, what say you? Let's do it. Everything, a matter of perspective. How do we see it? Are we going to complain about it? Because we had our thing going and last minute he's like pulling the plug. Or are we going to stay straight? So perspective is a particular attitude or way of regarding something, a point of view, how you see things. Perspective from one sister to another may be completely different. But God's perspective is his perspective that he wants us to receive, which is one way right? So I'm going to share a few scriptures based on a matter of perspective. And then I get to why it's so funny to me. So we all know about David and the giant. First Samuel 17, I'm going to read a few verses. I'm going to start with verse four, again, in first Samuel 17. It says the Philistines had a champion fighter named Goliath. I'm reading in a different version. Who was from Gath? He was over nine feet tall. Goliath came out of the Philistine camp. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He wore a coat of armor that was made like the scales on a fish, hard to get through, right? This armor was made of bronze and weighed about 125 pounds. Goliath wore bronze protectors on his legs. He had a bronze javelin tied on his back. The wooden part of his spear was as big as a weaver's rod. The spear's blade all by itself weighed 15 pounds. Goliath's helper walked in front of him carrying Goliath's shield. Everything he had on was armed to the teeth. Heavy, y'all. Nine feet tall. 
giant in the land, right? Each day, Goliath would come out and shout a challenge to the Israelite soldiers. He would say, why are all of you soldiers lined up ready for battle? You are Saul's servants. I am a Philistine. So choose one man and send him to fight me. If that man kills me, he wins and we Philistines will become your slaves. But if I kill your man, then I win and you will become our slaves. You will have to serve us. The Philistine also said, today I stand and make fun of the army of Israel. I dare you to send one of your men and let us fight. Saul and the Israelite soldiers heard what Goliath said, and they were very afraid. That was verses 4 through 11, jumping down to 16. The Philistine came out every morning and evening and stood before the Israelite army. Goliath insulted Israel and their God like this for 40 days. Jumping down to verse 32. <clears throat> David said to Saul, people shouldn't let Goliath discourage them. I am your servant. I will go fight this Philistine. Saul answered, you can't go out and fight this against this Philistine. You're not even a soldier. Goliath has been fighting in wars since he was a boy. Jumping down to verse 36. David responds, I killed both a lion and a bear like that. And I will kill that foreigner, Goliath, just like them. Goliath will die because he made fun of the army of the living God. The Lord saved me from the lion and the bear. He will also save me from this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. And pause real quick right there, because here it is. Saul is the king of God's army of Israel. God's army, God's king. And yet he tells David, go and may the Lord be with you. But was not the Lord with him already being the king and this being his army? However, his perspective on fear diluted that whole idea that God is God. And he is for them. So here he is. God be with you, David. David's perspective. Who is this? He's defying the Lord. I can take him. Let's move on. Verse 40. So David, after all that, prepared himself. It says, then he went out to meet the Philistine. Remember, he big, y'all. Whole bunch of armor, all this stuff. Looks impenetrable. Got another man that has to carry his shield. He got so much going on. David went out to meet. Other versions say, ran to meet the Philistine. It says the Philistines slowly walked closer and closer to David. Goliath's helper walked in front of him carrying a large shield. Goliath looked at David with disgust. He saw that David was 
only a handsome, healthy boy. Goliath said to David, what is that stick for? Did you come to chase me away like a dog? Then Goliath used the names of his gods to say curses against David. He said to David, come here and I'll feed your body to the birds and wild animals. David said to the Philistine, hold on one second. Let's go back. So the Philistine had a perspective, right? David ain't nobody. Continuing on. David said to the Philistine, you came to me using sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, all powerful, the God of the armies of Israel. You have said bad things about him. Today, the Lord will let me defeat you. I will kill you. I will cut off your head and feed your body to the birds and wild animals. And we will do the same thing to all the other Philistines too. Perspective. Not only did he say, I'm coming for you, but then I'm coming for all y'all. Then all the world will know there is a God in Israel. All the people gathered here will know that the Lord doesn't need swords or spears to save people. The battle belongs to the Lord and he will help us defeat all of you. Bless the Lord. Another pause. Who's got the wrong perspective of you? Who doesn't know that you come in the name of the Lord? Who doesn't understand that he fights on your behalf? Hallelujah. Let's get back. Verse 51. So he, David, ran and stood beside the Philistine. This is after he had already taken him out, y'all. He took him out. Y'all know the story. If you don't, read 1 Samuel. Then David took Goliath's own sword out of its sheath and used it to cut off his head. That is how David killed the Philistine. When the other Philistines saw the hero was dead, they turned and ran. The soldiers of Israel and Judah shouted and started chasing the Philistines. The Israelites chased them all the way to the city limits of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. They killed many of the Philistines. Their bodies were scattered along the Sha'arim road all the way to Gath and Ekron. Took the giant out. Took all of his people out. Matter of perspective. What if David had been like the rest? I fear he big. He doing a lot of talking. He sound like He's going to do something. Whole army full of men. One young boy had a God perspective. We're going to switch and go to Numbers chapter 13. Starting with verse 17. It says, when Moses was sending them out to explore Canaan, he said, go through the Negev and then into the hill country. See what the land looks like. Learn about the people who live there. Are they strong or are they weak? Are they few or are they many? Learn about the land that they live in. Is it good land or bad land? What kind of towns do they live in? Do the towns have walls protecting them? Are the towns strongly defended? And learn about other things about the land. Is the soil good for growing things or is it poor soil? Are there trees on the land? Try to bring back some of the fruit from that land. 
And this was during a time when the first grapes should be ripe. I'm going to jump down um, to verse 25. This is when the Lord sent the men to go explore the land of Canaan, the, the promised land. It says the men explored that country for 40 days. Y'all remember 40 days? Goliath has something to say. The men explored that country for 40 days and then they went back to the camp. The Israelites were, um, and then they went back to the camp. They told Moses, Aaron, and all the people what they saw and showed them the fruit from the land. The men told Moses, we went to the land where you sent us. It is filled with many good things. Here is some of the fruit that grows there. But the people living there are very powerful. The cities are very large and strongly defended. We even saw some Anakites there. Giants, y'all. The, the Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live near the sea and by the Jordan River. Caleb told the people near Moses to be quiet. Then Caleb said, we should go up and take that land for ourselves. We can easily take that land. Matter of perspective, y'all. But the men who had gone with him said, we cannot fight those people. They are much stronger than we are. So those men gave a report that discouraged the people. They said, the land we saw is full of strong people. They are strong enough to easily defeat anyone who goes there. We saw the giant Nephilim people there. The descendants of Anak came from the Nephilim. We felt like little grasshoppers. Yes, we were like grasshoppers to them. That night, all the people in the camp began shouting loudly. The Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron. All the people came together and said to Moses and Aaron, we should have died in Egypt or in the desert. Did the Lord bring us to this new land to be killed in war? The enemy will kill us and take our wives and children. It would be better for us to go back to Egypt. Then the people said to each other, let's choose another leader and go back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron bowed low to the ground in front of all the people gathered there. Joshua and Caleb, only two y'all, became very upset. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephuneah, were two of the men who explored the land. These two said to all the Israelites gathered there, the land that we saw is very good. It is a land filled with many good things. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land. And he will give that land to us. So don't turn against the Lord. Don't be afraid of the people in that land. We can defeat them. They have no protection, nothing to keep them safe. But we have the Lord with us. So don't be afraid. All the people began talking about killing Joshua and Caleb with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared over the meeting tent where all the people could see it. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, how long will these people continue to turn against me? They show that they don't trust me or believe in my power in spite of my many miracles I have done among them. Lord, Lord. Let me jump down to verse 20. So while I'm jumping down, what's happening in the verses preceding 20, Moses is 
pleading on behalf of the people unto the Lord, because the Lord's like, I'm taking all y'all out. But Moses pleads on their behalf through prayer and speaking to God. And it says, the Lord answered, yes, I will forgive the people as you asked, but I'll tell you the truth. As surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, I make you this promise. None of the people I led out of Egypt will ever see the land of Canaan. They saw my glory and the great signs that I did in Egypt and in the desert, but they disobeyed me and tested me 10 times. I promised their ancestors that I would give them that land, but none of those people who turned against me will ever enter that land. But my servant Caleb was different. He follows me completely. So I will bring him into the land that he has already seen and his people will get that land. Matter of perspective. It all hinged on a matter of perspective for the two, Caleb and Joshua, out of all the hundreds of thousands of people, out of all those men that were sent to go and spy out this land. You think the Lord is going to show you something, tell you to go seek it out and then not make a way for you to receive it? Would that be sensible of our God? If he tells you, gives you a promise, is he not God that he will fulfill it? Let me get back. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And I'm going to start uh, just with verses 14 through 18. So here, a man of God is being come against by all of the enemies, prophet of God, by the way. It says, then the king of Aram sent horses, chariots, and a large army to Dothan. They arrived at night and surrounded the city. Elisha's servant got up that early that morning. When he went outside, he saw an army with horses and chariots all around the city. The servant said to Elisha, oh, my master, what can we do? Elisha said, don't be afraid. The army that fights for us is larger than the army that fights for Aram. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I ask you, open my servant's eyes so that he can see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man and the servant saw the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. They were all around Elisha. The horses and chariots of fire came down to Elisha. He prayed to the Lord and said, I pray that you will cause these people to become blind. So God did what Elisha asked. He caused the Aramean army to become blind. For the rest of the story, y'all can read it. But a matter of perspective. Elisha's servant, seeing all the horses, the chariots, the enemies, we are overrun. Elisha calm, cool, collected. And blessed him with a matter of perspective. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. 
that those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And he saw the chariots of fire. Have mercy. Now, unknown to Lady Denise, I was cooking late because yesterday we had gone to visit my husband's friend's church and then we stopped at the store and then we got in. And by the time we got home, um, you know, I knew what I was preparing for dinner, which wasn't going to be all that um, time consuming. So we just, you know, we just hungry right now. Let's grab some food. So I made us some good little vittles and we just sat down and we ate and we watched the football games. We played um, Sorry, which I lost in. My husband won. I'm coming back. But anyhow. So we're doing all these things. So here it is like six something. I'm like, oh my goodness, y'all, we still have to have dinner. I said, I am so tired, but Lord, let me get up and go do what I plan to do. So I got up and I'm preparing the meal and it's like seven something now. And the Lord, you know, everything gets where I'm totally hands off. And the Lord says to me, go sit down, get off your feet, grab your phone. And I was like, Lord, if I go sit down at this table, I am not going to feel like wanting to get up. Perspective. But I chose his. So I grabbed the phone and sat down. And immediately, the moment that I sat down, here comes a text from Lady Denise. I said, okay, Lord, what you doing? So I wanted to be like, hey, lady, what's going on? What you got? And I said, let me sit back. And I just responded with, I'm well, how are you? But I'm waiting the whole time because I know something's coming. So as she mentioned, she went on ahead and asked if I was available and if I had anything. And all things she asked me about was, do you have anything from the video game? <laughs> and I was like, Lord, she always all up in the business. But that's God, right? So... For those of you that don't know, my son, he plays this video game called Hyrule Warriors. And Hyrule, I looked it up. It says it's a term used to denote any stage in a fighting game that is favored above other stages as the primary arena. I'll say that one more time. Hyrule, a term used to denote any stage in a fighting game that is favored above other stages as the primary arena. It means to regulate, be in charge of, make decisions for, to reign over. So in this game, I'm just do a quick little blip. I talked about it before, but I used to play this one game, Kirby and Allied All-Stars or something like that. In that game, I was this little character who I can just push a button and I come back to life and I don't bother nobody. I don't mess up anything. My son can keep going. He can play. I'm, I'm not. I'm just a stand in aid and you know, fight my little thing. And, you know, it's good. If I die, I die. No big deal. However. It's not the way it goes in Hyrule Warrior. If you don't know what you're doing, you destroy the whole mission. You mess up everybody. So the first time, I'm no help. I'm ending missions because it says you died, which therefore the whole mission ends. You're in there to fight enemies, to take over outposts, which is their strongholds. You're in there to defeat all of these monsters. 
it's all about taking territory, y'all. And it's all about battle. So again, first time, I'm dying. Mission's over. Because every character is critical, right? I'm afraid. I'm like, son, I can't do this. How am I supposed to help you? And he's like, mommy, just fight. But every monster is huge, y'all. Like, I'm this little person. Characters are big. Um, the enemies are hideous. I'm like, they're too savage for me. My son is literally leaving from his position to come and save me. So now I'm putting us in jeopardy because he's leaving his post. Y'all following me spiritually. So over time, I get better. I level up. I'm able to hold my own, right? But now I'm banned, y'all. My son told me I cannot play Hyrule Warriors anymore. Mommy, you're too loud. You're doing too much. They are monsters, not rabbits. Because I'm out here calling the same enemies rabbits, y'all. Because I'm like, I will destroy. Like, y'all don't even know how hype I am, okay? Because there's no fear anymore. There's no, I'm seeing me this big and them that big. Everybody is a rabbit. I will take every rabbit out. I'm in there and I'm going. It's a matter of perspective. Yes, ma'am. I'm out here calling these enemies that I was once so fearful of. Rabbits screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm killing armies left and right. I'm destroying enemies' camps. I'm all over the land, y'all. I'm literally running here, there. I'm playing and talking to God while I'm playing like, God, why was I tripping before? My perspective has changed. My attitude is different. My son is, before he banned me, he was sending me off on missions by myself. Mommy, you go to that outpost. And I'll take this one because on it, it says capture three outposts. And all it is is just start flashing where the outposts are and you got to go. Go, go, go. You are the army. You yourself. So I'm out there. I'm tearing down enemy strongholds. I'm hunting down my target. I'm calling out to my son. Son, where are you? I'm coming. Like I'm defeating what I need to do. And then I'm coming to his aid now. Y'all, let me tell you. So some of you might say, T, it's a video game. It's not real life. Your son is right. You're too dramatic. You're too hype. You're doing too much. But let me tell you. When God takes a little thing, he takes a small thing, he takes a light thing. If you allow him to make real moves in your life, in your mind, if you allow him to subdue your real flesh, change your whole heart, that light thing becomes a heavy thing in the spirit. The Lord himself comes in and he changes your perspective on everything. I'm literally walking out here in real life like, Lord, what you want? Because I'm in the confidence of my king. I am no longer fearful. Y'all, it was a video game. But that video game, because the Lord has touched my heart and he's speaking to me from what you might consider just a video game, I take it as just my God. I'm out here walking, Lord, what you need? Who needs what? Because there's nothing impossible with God. 
you need me over there? She needs something? I know my prayer. He hears and he will answer. Not because I feel like I'm something, but because this confidence, that little light thing that became this heavy thing within my spirit, within my soul. I'm looking at everything like that's an easy takedown. Y'all, I'm not kidding. That's why I'm laughing. I'm literally, this is my life. I'm looking at things that happen, like things that I used to get perturbed by, or maybe my husband would say a little something. I'm like, oh, we can deal with that. Nothing's a problem. No problem. So this has all been transpiring over the past few weeks, days, things like that, right? I'm just like, Lord, because everything is in you, just tell me where I need to be, where I need to set up camp. Let's go. So then yesterday, my son's devotional, yesterday morning, it came from Matthew 19, 26. Let me get there real quick. Matthew 19, verse 26. And it says, Jesus looked at them and said, this is something that people cannot do, but God can do anything. I'm already talking to Jesus about that. Here it is. My son's devotional yesterday morning is talking about that. Then we go to my husband's friend's church yesterday, Lord Jesus, and his message. He was talking about the giant, y'all. David, y'all. I'm like, Lord, you just... You everywhere. I mean, duh, right? But I mean, for real. So he comes from this perspective. He says to everyone, is it that the giant was too big to conquer? Or was he too big to miss? Too big of a target to miss. What's your perspective? Are the issues in your life or on your heart or on your mind, are they too big, too overwhelming? Or are they so big that they're an easy target for takeout? Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Let thy will be done, Lord. I'm going to leave you with these two scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 20. Verses one through four. Title of this is Rules for War. When you go out to battle against your enemies and you see horses, chariots, and many more people than you have, you must not be afraid of them. The Lord your God is with you and he brought you out of Egypt. When you go to battle, the priest must go to the soldiers and speak to them. The priest will say, men of Israel, listen to me. Today, you are going against your enemies in battle. Don't lose your courage. Don't be troubled or upset. Don't be afraid of the enemy. The Lord, your God, is going with you to help you fight against your enemies. He will help you win. Bless God. Last one, I'm going to Psalm chapter 18. Yes, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus. Lord, Lord. And I'm going to read verses 25 through 50. 
let this remain with you. It says, Lord, you are faithful to those who are faithful. You are good to those who are good. You never do wrong to those who have done no wrong, but you outsmart the wicked, no matter how clever they are. You help those who are humble, but you humiliate the proud. Lord, you provide the flame for my lamp. You, God, turn the darkness around me into light. With your help, I can defeat an army. If my God is with me, I can climb over enemy walls. God's way is perfect. The Lord's promise always proves to be true. He protects those who trust in him. There is no God except the Lord. There is no rock except our God. God is the one who gives me strength. He clears the path I need to take. He makes my feet as steady as those of a deer. Even on a steep mountain, he keeps me from falling. Hallelujah. He trains me for war so that my arms can bend the most powerful bow. Lord, you have given your shield to protect me. You support me with your right hand. It is your help that has made me great. You cleared a path for my feet so that I could walk without stumbling. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were destroyed. I struck them down and they could not get up again. They fell under my feet. God, you made me strong in battle. You made my enemies fall before me. You made my enemies turn and run away. I destroyed those who hated me. They cried out for help, but there was none to save them. They cried out to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them to pieces like dust blown by the wind. I smashed them like mud in the streets. You saved me from those who fought against me. You made me ruler over nations. People I never knew now serve me. As soon as they heard about me, they were ready to obey. Those foreigners fall helpless before me. They lose all their courage and come out of their hiding places, shaking with fear. The Lord lives. I praise my rock, the God who saves me. How great he is. He is the God who punishes my enemies for me. The one who puts people under my control. He saves me from my enemies. You, Lord, help me defeat those who attack me. You save me from cruel people. Lord, that is why I praise you among the nations. That is why I sing songs of praise to your name. The Lord helps his king win battle after battle. He shows his faithful love to his chosen one, to David and his descendants forever. Perspective. Back to you, lady. <laughs> Ooh, it's a matter of perspective. Hold on, y'all. Real life, it's a matter of perspective. <laughs> Do you see it to be or is it big enough to slay? Is it an easy target? Oh, I wish I could go in my garage and get my, my target paper 
because when I first began shooting, my aim T was off the mark. Hmm. I'm shooting way to the right, shooting way to the left, shooting too low. I'm in the dirt, right? I mean, I'm all over the, 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 the body, the paper body. But when you learn how to use your weapon, Come on here. My instructor first started me with the 22. You know, that's enough to, you know, buckle somebody, but it ain't enough to like take out nobody. I was off the mark. I didn't know how to use my weapon correctly. I didn't know how to narrow in my vision into this thing that you have to look through in order to be a great shooter. She kept saying, Denise, you got the right stance, shoulders are down, you're not all tense, right? The target is big enough. Why do you keep missing it? I didn't know how to use my weapon, y'all. It didn't have no kickback on it, right? I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to increase the size. So we go from the 22 caliber to the nine millimeter. But again, it wasn't the size of the bullet. I didn't understand the power that I had in my hand. I didn't understand how to use my weapon I didn't understand how to lock in. Everybody else around me were great shooters. But here I am trying to figure out how to use it. So I put on like it had to be three months worth of shooting classes. It's an all female shooting class. So the more I began to go, stay in the word, read the scripture, the more I began to seek his face, right? Yes, the more Lord. I began to go and show up mm. and listen intently as to what the instructor God was telling me on the on the range, right? Make sure you wear your safety goggles. Make sure you put your ear plugs in so that you don't lose your hearing. Make sure that you're engaged with what it is you're doing. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. So I'm out here on the range. And I am in my stance. And my shooting goes from stray, from left to right, from upper mm. to lower. Now I'm hitting center mass. Mm. I wish I could literally go in the garage and show y'all how my initial target looks like connect four. But it was only Connect 16 because it's mm. six, you know it's multiple in every direction. 
Mm. But by the end of my sessions, yes, Lord, I literally believe that I'm a sharpshooter. Come on. There are no mistargets. We talking center mass. Yes, Two Lord. Two to the body, one to the head. Yes, Lord. Yeah. So my, uh, law enforcement is our background, right? My brothers always say two to the body and one to the head. So center mass Lord is what you. we do. And then she'll say, okay, I believe you got the techniques. I believe you're locked in. I believe you now understand how to use your weaponry. You know how to load your gun. You know how to unload your gun, right? You know how to pull the trigger back without recoil. Mm. You got to have some strength mm. in order to master your weaponry so that you don't get the recoil, the kickback from the enemy. Ooh, because if Lord. the kickback hits you, it has the ability to burn you. When bullets come out, that 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 cap that secures it has to come out on the mm -hmm. other end. And if you're not aware of what's happening, that bullet has the ability to land in your shirt, hit you in your eye, on your arm, and it could burn you, enemy, friends of deception. Mm -hmm. You gotta stay locked in. Darlene was out there, she understands. Whew. So by the time we were done, my target the center mass on my target is mm. destroyed. There's no paper there. Lord it's only Lord. a hole. And it's a hole because I understood my assignment. It's a hole because I understood the rules of engagement. It's a hole because I was focused in on the target and determined that although it may, it may slay me, I will not be moved. That although it looks like it's getting ready to form, it will not prosper. That yes, although Lord. I don't clearly, I'm not clearly ready to move to the next caliber, but this nine is doing damage. God has given me the power to pull down vain imagination that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of who Yes, Lord. Everything that I learned on the battlefield in preparation for learning how to shoot my weapon, God has already given me in the spirit realm. I mm -hmm. am a spiritual sniper. Yes, Lord. And I, that's why I always say to you, know what it is you're fighting so that you come in prepared and don't miss your mark. And when you kill it, kill it dead, dead so that it does not resurrect itself in your life. This you can't pity party. Yes, Lord. So your high rule, you call them rabbits because in your perspective, they were small. <laughs> your yes, son called them enemies and giants. Because in his perspective, as a child, when I was a child, I spoke yes. as a child. They looked large to him. Oh, Lord. Yes, but I hear the father saying, don't worry. 
asking to help her, the comforter that's there yes, Lord. to guard your heart and your mind. And when I go, I'll leave them. Yes, Jesus. Thank so you. what looks large to you is going to look like ants to me because it's a matter of perspective. What might look large to me, T, may look like rabbits to you because it's a matter of perspective. Where is your perspective? What does it look like in your natural eye? And hmm. then see what it looks like in your spiritual eye. Taking a sword to a gun battle won't work. Know your enemy. Is it a spirit of lust? Is it hmm. a spirit of intimidation? Is oh, it a spirit of control? What spirit have you been engaging, but yet you're going into the matter fighting the wrong thing? Let me tell you how soul alignment got us. I pulled out my Jackie Hill Perry upon waking a 60 day devotional today. Today is November the 13th. I went to day 13. And David said, Lord, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. 1 Samuel 17 and 37. David references his prior success with overcoming beasts as the reason he is confident and he can overcome Goliath. The Lord is speaking on this morning and those that have an ear to hear, may they hear what thus says the Lord. He Lord. has given you all power to tread upon serpents. He has given you all power to crush the head of the enemy. Jesus. But if you sit back and shrink back, and don't know the power that he's given you, what looks like an anthill will become a molehill. Yes. When God is saying, take aim, fire, shoot, and kill, this is not the time to shrink back. Yes. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Yes, Lord. How are you engaging in that? Does it look like more than you can overcome? Did you not hear when she read, make my people to see who's around them on the mountain? So then it goes on to say, David has a resume, if you will. And on it, one time he killed a lion. Another time he killed a bear. His statement may seem like an act of boasting. It may appear as if David is so self-assured by his prior experiences with beasts 
that he assumes fighting Goliath would be easy for him to handle. But David doesn't hand Saul his resume so Saul can trust David only. David gives him his resume as evidence. Yes, Lord. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Yes, Lord. For why he can trust God to fight through David. Notice his logic. It's the Lord who delivered me back. Then he will deliver me now. If he did it before, surely he'll do it again. Even though David's name is at the top of his resume, God is the one who did all the work. The Lord will fight for you if you just keep still. Speaking of work, we're in a super ambitious era. We may, may not be killing lions and tigers and bears but we are killing it. I didn't know this is what was saying on today. Interestingly enough, through productivity is at an all time high, so is anxiety, which is another form of fear. Mm. I have no reason to fear. I think one part of the collective increase in anxiety in our current era is because we've become incredibly efficient in accomplishing a thousand tasks all the time. Mm. We are raising babies and getting degrees and eating jackfruit, pulled pork sandwiches, and listening to podcasts. However, when we look at our resume, and I'm wrapping up, and see ourselves and all that we have accomplished instead of God's grace, then when something doesn't go according to plan or work, like it used to, when the strategies that we have always worked for us turn around and fall, fail us, we cope with the anxiety of it all by trying to be more productive instead of becoming more humble. I'm going to end there. Know your target. And know that God is giving you what you need to defeat and to slay your giant that is coming up against you. The word says that no weapon formed against you. doesn't say it won't form. It just says no weapon formed against you would prosper, meaning it won't win. And it won't win because God fights for you. Baby. May I just share one last thing? It's all. Come on. Sister Serena said what I was about to say about being in the stillness, because literally my days have gotten quite busy that um, I said, Lord, you know, the 45 minutes. I'm going to do one day where I get my 45 minutes in, but the rest of the days I'm going to take 20 minutes because I know the value of sitting in stillness and quiet with God. So I'm not going to miss a day. I might have to shorten the time, but this one day I'm going to give it all. Every day, I am securing my position in stillness. 20 minutes every day. You could do it whatever time of day. I prefer first thing because I want to give God the opportunity to take over my entire day. Secure your position. 
in your stillness. Sit with him. Whatever time amount you got, give it. He honors it. It's the only way I can hear. It's the only reason why I can sit and play a video game and have a communication with him because I'm in communication with him, period. Dot. Do it, y'all. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, you find power in the stillness in his presence. <laughs> there is power in the presence of the Lord. Don't miss an opportunity to come into his presence. And don't come with an ask. Mm -mm. Come with a what can I give? To you on today, God. Come with an offering instead of a withdrawal. Just your offering and not a withdrawal. I don't come to take anything, but I come to give you everything. And then he'll tell you everything. Yes. Yes. yes the song that's been on my heart for like the past three days has been he who has begun a good work in me is faithful to perform it god is faithful to perform it he who has begun a great work in you He's faithful to perform it. God is faithful to perform it. Let God complete the work because he who has begun a good work in you is faithful to perform it to the end. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That's it, Lady Gwendolyn. I, she says, I have an expectation. Yeah, not my soul. Yes, that Lord. God will speak in the stillness. The problem is, we don't know how to sit with ourselves. Lord Jesus. Because of our perspective of ourselves. So may on today, yes. God give you a new perspective of who you are in him because that's the only perspective that matters. It doesn't matter what others perceive you to be. Who are they? They didn't create you. They didn't make you. They don't know your ins and your outs, but God. So may you see yourself as he sees you, whole. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. May you see yourself as the warrior he's called you to be. May you see yourself as the winner that you already are.
for you are beautiful, wonderfully and beautifully made in his image. Yes, Lord. All of you. Thank you, Jesus. In all of you. God did that. Amen. And you owe man nothing but to love them. So, may your perspective have been shifted by today's share. May you understand that what you see in the natural is not how it appears in the spirit realm. So may God give you eyes to see what it really is. And may you understand that although it may be a giant in the natural, it's just an ant in the spirit. Yes, Lord. And because you are a spiritual sniper, you have the ability. Did y'all watch that movie Sniper? Lord forgive me. Did you watch the movie Sniper? I have not. I mean, it's 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 a little, I mean, it's bloody, but sniper. So spiritual things, bloody. But the sniper had the ability to shoot from hundreds of yards away based on distance, based on the wind, based on a few things. So when you become a spiritual sniper, you have the ability to kill it and not be in the room with it. Yes. How do I do that, Denise? Prayer, your words, your belief, your faith, your perspective. You got to understand that God is giving you the power necessary to fulfill the assignment of spiritual sniper. You just got to know what your target is. And you got to understand how to root out demons and devils. You got to understand spiritual warfare. And when you understand that, then it's a done deal. We ain't playing pity pat with the enemy. Kill it. Never. Why are you entertaining it? Never. Kill it. We're not having conversations with it. If you don't know its name, ask it with power. That's what they did. They commanded it to tell it its name. And he said, I am Leviathan. That's what it, it came back and said. You got to understand what it is you're fighting. And until you understand it, you'll continue to entertain it. 
But when you realize who you are and who's fighting with you, we're not entertaining that anymore. Take aim. And granted, your bullets may fly other places until you really understand how to visually see it and shoot with intention. Those are those prayers that don't, you know, just pray in a miss when you shoot intentionally. You ain't just shooting to be shooting. Let somebody walk up in this house. Let them come to 5241. Mm. Mm. Kill it and take it no prisoners. And listen, I'm pulling it back up in the dough to ensure that it wasn't leaving. Let's go. So on today, be blessed. T, I don't girl, listen. Go on over there and play some more. Tell me, <laughs> you got to play high rank, high rule. You don't have no choice because in yeah, the high I'm rule, it's teaching you my own game. Okay. Okay. There we go. Because he told me I can't play with him no more. I'm too loud. I'm doing too much. Okay. Mama. But sometimes it take all that. It do. Yes, it does. Sometimes it takes all that. And, and that's what we, we forget, right? Sometimes it takes all that. Do it take me running? Sometimes. Does it take me hollering? Sometimes. Yeah. Does it take me a couple of times? Sometimes. So does it take all that? Sometimes it takes all that. Until you learn how to master what you're working with. Mm. Yes, Lord. Till you understand the rules of engagement. Till you understand the different levels that you got to go through to get to the next. Natural confidence is in your king. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So we give you, God, all the glory. Yes, Lord. All the honor. Because it belongs to you. Yes, God, we Lord. thank you for a shift in our perspective yes, Lord. on this morning. Thank you, Jesus. That we understand that through you, we can do all things. Because it is you who, who has made us and not we ourselves. We are your people. So God, on today, everything our hand touches, bless it. Yes. Every place our feet treads, Bless it. Watch over our mouth, guard it, that we would not speak something that goes against your will for our lives. God, create us to be spiritual snipers. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. Yes, Jesus. That was good. Thank you, T. All right, y'all. I love you. Have an amazing day.